Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode two of Talking Throws Podcast, Texas Style. Today's podcast is being sponsored by Porta Circle. Go to portacircle.com. That's P O R T A circle.com. Tell Marcus the Thawing Factory sent you. Also, Big Frogs of Colleyville for t shirt prints and much more. You can contact them at 817 571 3764 or go to Colleyville at Big Frog. Com. And finally, the Thorn Factory Track Club, where we take something from nothing and make it into something, thethornfactory.com. Well, today we uh, have a special guest. Uh, uh, this gentleman's been uh, in the track and field in the state of Texas for over 33 years. He's been a head coach at uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. He's worked at East Texas State University, which is now Texas A&M Conmers. Um, he's also been able to work at a couple of uh, high schools in the in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, um, and currently he is the general manager for uh, Fast Track Athletics, which deals with indoor tracks and indoor track meets. And just a guy that is very well respected in the in the entire uh, Texas uh, track and field, and he's also the director of. Uh, to Texas track and field for the coaches association. So Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing real good. Uh, good, good. Glad to hear that. Thank you again for joining us. Um, just, just in starting, you know, one thing I don't know about you a little bit, um, where'd you grow up and, and where did this passion for track and field kind of start for you? Uh, I, I grew up in, here in Dallas, Texas, where I live at now still. Okay. Uh, I, I, I love track and field as a high school, you know, I was, Football and, and track guy in high school. Okay. Absolutely love track and field. And, and, you know, and in my earlier years in high school, I actually had a little bit more success in track and field than I did in football until I got older. And, oh, really? Yeah. And so uh, I loved it. Uh, went on and played college football at, at East Texas State. And then when I finished school, uh, I, I went to a school and, and they go, did you run track at high school? And I go, yes, sir, I did. Well, you're the head track coach also. You're a coach. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so really? when you were in high school, what events did you, did you do? Uh, 100, 200, 400, four by one. We didn't run the four by two back then, so I'm going to give my age away. I'm a Lark A. We ran, yeah. and I ran four by four. Uh, oh, wow. So you were fast. Well, you know, back and back, way back then, when we, you know, we we timed with it with a with with a, a sand thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, did you have like a coach or anything when you were in high school that kind of said, "Hey, you know, you got a you got some talent for this," and and kind of motivated you to really kind of fall into love for track and field? Yeah, my my coach, my ninth grade year. Uh, he he took me under his wing and and, and I, I ran times I had no idea I could, I could run. I mean it's wow. not like they're great, but compared to what they were, you yeah, know, it was really good stuff. And so that really really got me going. And oh. I was enough to win district 100 200 as an ninth grader. So oh wow, uh, you know now like I said, it wasn't no no you know all shakes time kind of stuff, but the improvement was was phenomenal. That's, that's amazing. So that led you to go to have a football uh, scholarship to East Texas State, right? Right, right. And so what position did you play there? I, I started out as a defensive back and then moved to uh, 
to running back, played uh, fullback, tailback, and slot. So I could do all that stuff. So. so was Wade Wilson there when you were there? Wade was a senior my freshman year. Wow. So y'all, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't y'all win a national championship? Or was that after? No, no, we didn't then. We, we, uh, they did about eight years earlier, but we got beat in the semifinals. The semifinals. Uh, okay. Yeah, Wade's here, yeah. That's amazing. So, and that, and that catapulted you to uh, get into track. So, you were a dual sport athlete at East Texas State then, right? No, no, I did not do track at East Texas State. I just played football. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. you played football, had no association with track and field. Then, then after you graduated and got your master's, you turned around and coached track and field? Well, I, I, I got my, my, my bachelor's. And then, you know, then started coaching track and football. Okay. And then uh, all about four years into it, I, I, I got the opportunity to go and get my, my master's and be a GA. And okay. that was part. Now, I coached like a couple kids cross-country-wise. I really didn't know much about it. Let's <laughs> uh, go run. And, but yeah. then I ended up coaching in college, and that, that really – Helped me a lot, you know, the knowledge you get and so forth that way. And wow. so, so who were some mentors during that time that you kind of relied on for that for that background and learning about track and field to take you where you are today? Uh, honestly, it was the coaches I coached against when I was at East Texas. Uh, Wes Kitley was at was at uh, Abilene Christian then. David Noble was at uh, Angelo State. Uh, AJ Moore was at then A and I now A and M Kingsville and uh, and you you learn a lot from butt whoopings you know what I mean and they were so you know helpful because I, I I you know I was I was like a sponge and I'm asking questions all the time you know and I, and I still think that's the key to to coaching you know if if you're not if you're not learning you know. And getting better, you're falling behind. Yeah. So, so during that time, and I have to ask because this is this is talking throws. Did you learn anything in during that time about shot put or discus and not having a background uh, with it in high school? I uh, I I learned that I didn't know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and and but then again, that's the kind of stuff that 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 motivated me to get better. You know, because you know I I always. Well, when I first started being, you know, coaching, you know, I was a head coach. Then I, you know, I was an assistant in college. Yeah. But I knew I wanted to be a head coach again. And 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 I'm gonna tell you, the the biggest thing I learned was from the David Nobles and and the West Kitleys was have a complete program, complete program. And 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 that is, and and I, you know, I was. You know, I learned a lot sprints wise, and I learned a lot, you know, mid distance wise, distance wise. And the biggest thing I needed to get going with was was the throws. And so I wasn't at the opportunity to coach the throws then, but I was right after I left there. Gotcha. So during that time, did you recruit? Did you start recruiting that aspect of it? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I you know, had uh, recruited and signed a, a, a young lady that was a 155-foot discus thrower from, uh, from, from uh, yeah, from North Dakota. From North Dakota. <laughs> But after the, the junior college meet and, and recruited her and signed her in Odessa when they had the old junior college meet there. Wow, that was a, that was a sales job right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. Steve, I have, a, I have a question for you. You said you coached at the public school for a while, right? And you coached football and then jumped into track before right. you went to East Texas. You said something about, you know, not knowing a lot about, I've been a high school coach and a middle school coach. And we, you know, you often get those coaches where it's like, hey, you're going to coach hurdles. They're like, well, I don't know anything about hurdles. So what, you know, we tell them now there's YouTube, there's this, ways you can find. What are some other great, you know, things you may could say those football coaches in high school or like mine in middle school who are like, I could throw, do what, coach pole vault? Yeah, how do I do that? Well, that's a great question. When I went to East Texas State, the, the head coach said, you're going to coach this event, this event, this event, and one of them was pole vault. And I'm like, oh. So what I did is I looked up some best pole vault coaches. One of them was Don Hood at Abilene Christian. I, I bought a Don Hood video and I would study that for hours at a time. Because I, yeah, I had not only the vaulters in school, but I also had the decathletes. And they didn't know how to vault and I didn't know how to teach the vault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had to learn a lot. I did, I, I, I sat here with a VCR and just, over and over and over. And I would listen to every word he would say and look at every action the athletes were doing. Where did you get your pole vault at? <laughs> you didn't know how to use it. Like I said, uh, I learned so much from Don Hood Sr. With, with his video. I mean, it, it was unreal. And then you, then, then you start going, you know, you got your athletes, you start going to the meets and so forth and watching enough video and listen, you know, and then you're watching the vaulters, you go, oh, that, that, oh, that, yeah, that's it right there. And it was very eye-opening, but it was the growth, you know, chain from there was, was unbelievable. I think that's something these days, coaches have that, you know, they don't have to get out the VCR and the, you know, use the remote control. They've got access at their hands to, you know, when you tell them you're going to coach this, if they're, like you said, passionate about it, there's no excuse not to know what you're doing. Up they're coaching someone that, you know, that you've never coached that sport before. We know I'm a football coach. Well, you know, you got to have that passion. That's awesome that you did that. And there are there are coaches out there that still will spend that time. Well, let's fast forward a little bit. Um, I really want to talk to you about the, the website, ttfca.com. Uh -huh. And just, if you would, you know, how did this website just kind of evolve? Because it's it's amazing what what this site, and for any young coaches or athletes that been haven't been able to look at this site, or even aware of what it is, it basically handles what you could possibly ask for in track and field in the state of Texas. Honestly, uh, how it was created was off of, remember, remember the old TexasTrack.com? Now, I, I don't know if you know this or not, I don't do much with TTSCA now because of my, oh. my work with, uh, with Fast Track, but I'll give you the history of it. Uh, I started the, uh, the coaches clinic started it in, in 2005 and then uh, about three four years later uh one of my assistant coaches he and i were talking we were walking around the track between practices and uh and we and that's where this idea came from do that uh and then you know have it when we have the clinic the clinic, you know, is 16 years old. Uh, and so we had it when we, you know, had the, the, the clinic. And then so it, 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 it housed it that way. And that's where we created the Hall of Fame and all of that to go along with it. So are you still affiliated with the Hall of Fame and, and those? Not, not right now, I'm not. I might, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing the, 
the, the track stuff at, at U of H with Fast Track. It is, it's so time consuming. I, you know, I run 10 to 12 indoor meets off a year. So how's that going? How's that going with, with you know, all the stuff with the COVID-19 and there's been a big delay and we didn't have the Texas relays this year and, you know, and all the summer stuff is canceled. You know, what, what are y'all doing as far as looking for next steps for, for the winter of basically 2021 with the indoor track? We, we are, we tentatively have our schedule set. Yes, for this next year, uh, looking at about five to six uh, college meets. Now, here's the interesting facts that are things that's going on. Because of uh, the, the lost revenue from the you know, mid-major colleges or the, the, the other five, not the power five, there's talk of, of a lot of schools not having indoor conference meets or our conferences not having indoor conference meets. And if that's the case, we'll gladly host a meet so they can, you know, it could be the unofficial. I mean, because it's easy to get in and out of Houston. It's, it's an easy, you know, it's not a bad drive and so forth. So we're looking at, at, at doing that. We're just waiting to see what the fallout's going to be with the, uh, the non-Power 5 conferences. What, is, what does it take? What does it take to actually a facility to put on an indoor track meet and how much behind the scene work's really kind of happened to it? Okay, good question. Uh, we do, um, you know, I, I, I write the schedule up and so forth. Then uh, I, I set up our account on Direct Athletics. I have uh, a great timing guy, Rick Watkins, former head coach of North Texas, has his own company. He and I work together. He loads everything on Direct Athletics with the schedule and everything. And, and we set the date, we're going to open the registration and so forth. And I do, like I said, all the scheduling, all the meet information, the, you know, the prices, the costs, all that. I coordinate and get the officials. Uh, and we have fantastic officials down there. Fantastic. Are those United States track and field officials or what sanction are those? The Gulf Association area. And here's the great thing. Our, our head official, she works on campus right next door to the track. Got great. And she's in charge of ROTC. And so, you know, they're always looking for volunteer work to do. And so they come in and, you know, we, we give the organization some, you know, some money and, 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 you know, feed the kids and they, they go out there and they work the rear ends off uh, really well. We just had our first full season this last year. So really thinking we're really going to take off this next year and, 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 and future years. And especially we get beyond this. Can you imagine what track and field is going to be like this next year? I'm, I'm looking at, at having a high school meet, you know, in, in December. You Are know? you really at yeah. U of H or where? At U of H. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and I don't know if you've seen the track, it's a 200 meter bank track. It's, and so it is, uh, and it's one of the fastest surfaces in the world. It, it's unbelievable. Uh, University of Houston credits the track with them uh, finishing second in the nation in indoors. So, wow. So is all your, is all your meets kind of going to be hosted at the University of Houston? All of the indoor stuff will. Now, I'm looking okay. to, to expand outdoors back up here. Are you really? Okay. Yeah. And, I, and I, honestly, I'd love to uh, put on a couple cross-country meets, too. And I have, you know, land available, and I know, and I know the people in parks and recreation. You know, so I, yeah, we're looking to do that too. Full event management company. 
have you thought about, you know, because I know that you have some history with the UIL and the limited amount of track meets and they're possibly trying to expand it to allow the public school kids or any uh, track school, high school kids to do, you know, indoors. Um, uh -huh. Is there is there possibilities to maybe do a sanctioned throwing event? Absolutely. We could do an indoor one and we could do an outdoor one. We, there is no problem with that at all. You know, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of the javelin, and 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 I know you know it's it's adding events in UIL is hard to do, as we all know. Um, but uh, and, I, and I certainly don't want UIL looking that you know they're talking about you know the the dangers of the javelin. The javelin's not dangerous; it's the discus that's the dangerous thing. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> don't we say that too loud? <laughs> but uh, you know. I, that, you know, I help get uh, Javelin into Texas Relays for the high school kids, you know. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. And and I got the opportunity to coach Hammer, oh, about five years ago. And Really? Yeah. I, well, actually, before I went to Corpus, so when I went to Corpus, I could coach it fairly well. But eh, yeah, about six, seven years ago, I got the opportunity to coach a kid in the Hammer. And, and, and who I learned more from than any other throws coach ever is Dave Woolman, the, the retired SMU coach. He's back in town now. Yes. yes. I, We're hoping to get him on the, the program pretty soon. So, Dave, I, if you're listening, come on. He is phenomenal. And uh, and I would bring my athletes over to him on, on, on Sunday afternoon when he'd have his throws clinic and all that and do that. And I, you know, and I was a sponge. And I'm like, man, this is, this is freaking awesome. You know, and, 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 you know, and, and even, even, you know, we, I, I learned even more discus stuff. He and I talked about, and I, I actually converted some of my kids to, um, to a, a new style of throwing the discus and, and, and the kids went nuts with it. You know, you know, their, their performances just, just, just jumped like crazy. It was this when he was, it was this back when he was in SMU with like Jason Tunch and some of those throwers were there. Right. Yeah. It was, it was after they dropped the men's program, but he still had a really good women's program. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing. I'm going over there and I'm, you know, I'm having some of my athletes meet me over there and, and they, they would pay him, you know, to, to do the, the, the clinic with him. And then there was all these other kids there. And here's the crazy thing. When I went to Corpus and we'd go to meet, how many of the kids at other schools that I recognize from, from days? <laughs> Not only is his coach's tree pretty big, but his athlete tree is pretty big. Uh, yes, yeah. It, he's an oak. <laughs> so so what, what what would you because I don't I don't know if you know this, but there's one state the union in the United States track and field that has hammer that sanctioned as in a public school throwing. I think that the state of Texas and UIL would have to do to possibly allow that, you know? Um, given because we I run across situations where these kids are very, very talented and they have all these aspirations of going to throw in colleges, but almost they're very limited at opportunities where they'll go to three meets in February, March. One of them might get rained out. They go to the two other meets and those two other meets, they only get three throws each. So that's six throws. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know, they might miss another week because of a cancellation. And then the next week they might be thrown in a situation where they might be at Jesuit in Dallas, where they get three throws in a finals. And that's something they've never done. We get, schools to promote throwing 
give kids more opportunity to be successful for those kids that has aspirations to get into college and maybe go to a Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Um, you know, how do we give those with opportunities or maybe teach them something new like hammer? I, I, I'm going to defend the, the high school coaches. They're stretched so far because most of them coach another sport. And that sport is their quote unquote first sport. And it's required by the, you know, the athletic director, all that. Uh, what, what, you know, I had a kid that, that threw for me when I was at Bishop Lynch, state champion, discus thrower, threw about 165 feet. And Rice recruited him. And I, the kid was a brainiac too. Rice recruits him. They immediately turned him into a hammer thrower. And he ended up being a three-year all-conference kid for him. You know, so a, a lot of it we're going to have to depend on the college coaches being knowledgeable and, and seeing – and evaluating talent, I you know I think javelin wise, and you got a kid that was a high school quarterback and he's not going to play college football. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Terry Bradshaw still hold the national record in the javelin? Yes, yes he does. I believe he does, and yes. I believe too out of the top five marks, like three of them or maybe even four of them are quarterbacks. I believe. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's a perfect fit. You know, I had a, had a guy at, at when I was at East Texas State football team uh, comes out and throws first throw he ever does with a spread school record. Wow! <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it's about being able to evaluate and then and then teach them. You know. So so I'm gonna step back a little bit. So when you were throwing or you know playing football in in, in Dallas when you were in high school and stuff, how's track and field evolved since then? You know, you got 33 years in, invested in the state of Texas. What what's some of the things that's changed? Uh, the the one of the biggest things I think that has changed. There's there's some really good things that have changed, and there's some things that are disappointing that's changed. To me, the disappointing thing is is how the Dallas ISD schools, they're you know they're they're not what what they were. You know. You know, Michael Carter's a year older than me. I watched Michael Carter break the national record over and over again. You know, it, you know, he did like a, you know, every week, you know, for like three weeks. And then he goes out in California at that all-star meet, you know, we, and we had, you know, we had, the, you know, Roy Robot Martins from, from, uh, from Roosevelt High School, you know. And I miss that with our, with our kids here in DISD. I understand things change. They do. Everything evolves also. Now we have some outstanding programs in, in the in the suburb schools. I mean, you know, DeSoto girls, DeSoto yeah. Lancaster boys, Lancaster girls, you know, uh, the Duncanville's built a, a really good program also. You know, the, the, the distance program at South Lake Carroll, really good. You know, and then and then you go down to Houston area and then uh, you know the Woodlands had had the, the Pippery boys. There's some really good stuff there, you know, and, and so it, it kind of goes in cycles. I, you know, I, the, the suburb schools, are, they're on it right now. They really are. They really do. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's part of the community. I'm curious, and I've never asked him this, and it just popped in my head. Did, do you happen to know uh, Coach Carter, uh, Michael Carter's PR and discus? Uh, I believe it's like 206. Really? Okay. Okay. It's over 200 feet. Is it really? 
Is it really? I've always, I, of course, we see each other, you know, during the summer, but I just failed to never ask him if he even, because you never hear anything about him throwing the discus. And, of course, there's there's no videos of it, so you, you'd be wondering how it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe, I, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure he threw over 200 feet. Do you think his high school record, that shot put mark, will ever be broken? There might be a kid right now that hasn't done a track season this year. And he's basically going to have six, six months of summer. So his human growth hormone is going to go through the roof. <laughs> might be one from there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that's going to be a freakish athlete, you know, if and when that happens. Oh, yes, for, for sure. And, you know, what's crazy about that is it, you know, that's 30-something that's years since 1979. Right. When 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 that, those that mark hit, right. So and what's so great about that mark is there was no YouTube, there was no Twitter or live Facebook chats to actually show that mark or anything like that, you know. And and you know to talk to Coach Carter that you know his his warm ups and some of the stuff wasn't that best that day from what I've been told. You know him him to come out and just pop one big like that is is un, unreal. <laughs> one, one of the things that he was unbelievable with is his ability to get his right foot under his right hip and his, and his shoulders be perpendicular to his hips. Yes. Phenomenal Vision. with that. Yes. Best I've ever seen, you know. Michelle's a lot like it too. Well, duh, dad's the Oh, guy. yeah. You know, and, and, and have, you know, and have the leaning torque the way it should be. And his shoulders facing, face the back of the ring and his hips and on down face the, the lateral side of the ring. Yeah. Anybody I've ever seen. And, you know, his technique wasn't that complex. And, and you know, how do we improve today is, is, you know, Texas is really being pushed with high school football. High school football dominates it. And these kids – are being coached and instructed to do football 24 seven. Right. And, but this this man who holds the national record in the shop, but also played football at a very high level. And he <laughs> took time away from that yeah. and went out and been successful at a secondary sport where yeah. you, you see these kids that have to specialize in football in a team sport like that. Away from a sport like track and field, which that can give them some individual success. And I, I've seen, you know, because I was a kid that, you know, ha achieved high level in football, but also I was, I had a background of throwing. They go hand in hand. And I think sometimes, you know, these high school kids maybe miss out on that understanding of how both can benefit each other. You know, and another thing, I, and I, you know, and I've been a strength and conditioning coach also, and I learned from the best strength and conditioning coach of all time, Dan LaDuke, with, with, the, with the Rams and the original strength coach, University of Texas, also national champion shot putter, too. Yeah, three-time All-American, uh, three-time uh, uh, Southwest Conference champion, three-time Texas Relays champion. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I got him to come down and be my throws coach my last year at Corpus. <laughs> this might be one off, and I don't know if you know. You probably don't. I'll, I'll just ask: Were you around? Did you were you able to see Barnes throw it at A and M and Stoltz during that time when they were going to the Olympics and all that? I, I saw a little bit of it. I really wasn't involved that much with the sport then. 
Okay. And Barnes was at the more or less getting towards the middle of his career, and then he got in a little trouble there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I saw videos, but I didn't actually see him in meets that much. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know the the oh the, the the guys at SMU like Yanis Roberts and those guys. Oh mm-hmm. gosh. Yes. Yeah. And um, I believe he still holds the NCAA record for discus. Yeah. Hannes Hopley and and you you know then you had uh, you know uh, Libor Shafri tag in, in the in the hammer just unreal you know and that's and it's funny that you say all those names because that's the one reason by the motivation of of Talk and Throws podcast is Texas style is I want to bring back that voice to the throwing in the state of Texas like with names like that because 10 15 20 years ago you know, SMU was was the school for throwing because of Coach Woman and the athletes. A&M was the same way. But I don't want to say times have changed a little bit, but you hear less about what's coming out of Texas. And and the goal with this podcast is to maybe change that a little bit. And so some of these kids that might be sitting in high school and say, well, I want to go do football. Or I'm going to do select soccer if I'm a female. They might say, hold on, I might go tro- try to throwing that implement over there a little bit. Now, one of, one of the, to me, one of the best young upcoming coaches, he's the throws coach, young young guy. I can't think of his name at Sam Houston State. He John, is John Tipton. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. He is yes. really, really good. Great yes. teacher. And, 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 and explains it where the kids get it, you know, and he, he's really, really good. Very, yeah. very impressed with him. Yeah, and he's he's done a good job of recruiting local talent out of the state of Texas and keeping them in house and beating beating big schools, Big Twelve schools, to keep these kids to come in, you know, and throw in the Southland. So, uh, are you still I'm wrong? But you're still involved with the Texas relays and all that, right? Right, with the selection and and all of that, and you know, and you know, there, you know, helping out and so forth. You know, we got we got UT coming to quite a few of my indoor meets now. So, so yeah, I still do, you know, work with that and so forth. So. Hey, curious, I'm just curious. I'm going to throw a little trivia out. Do you know when the te- first Texas Relay started? 1925. Look at you. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> True or false? Was it just men that was allowed to compete? Yes. Exactly right. Do you know what year the women were allowed? I'm gonna go like sixty-eight. I don't. I don't know it. Yeah, for uh, sixty-three. Okay. Okay. Nineteen sixty-three, and then here's one for you too. The uh, the men's individual shot put record holder. Do you know who that is? At Texas Relay. At Texas Relay, from California. Best VHS tape with Matt Wilkins at every high school kid from 1983 to 1995 used to learn how to throw? Fuerbach? Exactly. <laughs> Al Fuerbach, 2137 meters in uh, 1974. <laughs> wow. Yes. So I was, I was looking that stuff up, and I was like, wow. And what was funny is he threw with what they call a track club called Pacific Coast. Right. You know what, if that's still around or whatever happened to it. It's kind of like Santa Monica Track Club, and they were based in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Great. 
Well, Steve, I, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, we, we love your story, your background. We love what you do for throwing in the state of Texas. Is there anything you want to promote or plug that's going on with, uh, with uh, Fast Track Athletics? Uh, you know, we, we will be uh, announcing our, our schedule here in the next week or two. Uh, we're just going through, I got, we got to make sure what the colleges are doing with the conference meets, if they're going to have them or not. So that, that'll change a few things there. But, uh, yeah, well, you know, it, it's, it's fasttrackathletics.com. And it's spelled weird. I did that. So it kind of gives it that, you know, that, that catchy look. And y'all are on Instagram and Twitter as well, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Instagram and, and Twitter. And the- and then you have your personal Twitter as well, right? Yes, I do. It's uh, at Steve at 21. 21. Awesome. Well, sir, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great evening. Stay safe. Uh, oh, Coach Stockett has one yeah. more question. Well, we've got it. Since this is, you know, talking throws Texas style, and uh-huh. everybody think you know, Texas has the best barbecue. So we're going to you know, start weighing in. Where is, in your mind, the best barbecue place in Texas? Well, it's going to be hard to, you know, people could argue about Franklin. <laughs> Franklin's good. But I, I honestly like, I like uh, 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 Cod Lodge here in Dallas, too. Ooh, very We're good choice. Their, their burn-ins are pretty good. Mm. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. We'll, we'll take a poll and see where those all rank at. There you go. <laughs> Be safe. Stay well. Thank, Thank you. Have a good one. Right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. I want to thank Steve McBride for being on the podcast today. Steve is a true historian for track and field in the state of Texas. You can follow Steve on his Twitter page, or you can follow his company, Fast Track Athletics, that's with the IX, on Twitter and Instagram. I also want to thank the sponsors, Porta Circle, Big Frogs of Colleyville, and the Thorn Factory Track Club. Episode notes will have the link.